Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlisle. What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast, where it is my duty to explore all things related to living an optimized and fulfilling life. I personally am on the never-ending journey to improve myself and figured why not share my findings and my conversations with as many people as possible. This episode is brought to you by MyLifeEnchanted.com, which is where you can find all things related to the Life Enchanted movement. You can sign up for my email newsletter on there, read my blog, check out some apparel I designed, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Also, I would love to keep this podcast relatively sponsor-free, and to do that, I need your support through Patreon. You can visit the support tab on my website to learn more about that. Your contributions through Patreon will keep the Life Enchanted content flowing and will also help me dedicate more time to expanding the content, i.e. the blog and newsletter and whatnot. But most importantly, a portion of every cent that comes through Patreon and my online store will be donated to Metro World Child. You can find out more about them through my website on that support tab. Also, please consider leaving a rating and possibly a review of the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Your feedback helps other people discover the show and join the movement. For this episode, I had the pleasure of having Dr. Tom O'Brien come back on the podcast for his second appearance. The first episode that I did with Dr. Tom, episode number 37, is one of my most downloaded episodes and was super informative in regards to gut health, environmental toxins, and optimizing your diet. So definitely check that one out if you have not. And on this one, we actually take it a different direction. We talk blue zones and ways to increase longevity. That means your lifespan. Uh, We talk supplements. We talk testosterone optimization. And we also talk about the current COVID-19 pandemic. Now, just to be 1000% honest with you guys, I was a bit shocked by Dr. Tom's stance on COVID-19 and vaccines, which I'm sure you will get a feel for as we chat about it. He definitely took a different approach uh, than what I thought he'd take, and I was not prepared for that, which is totally on me. I should have done better homework prior to this interview. And it's one of those conversations that I wish I could get back armed with some different data, maybe some more well thought out questions and perhaps uh, some specific evidence and research done from other experts who are opposite the stance of Dr. Tom. Regardless of all that, I'm all for hearing opinions that differ from mine. Dr. Tom definitely said some things that have really made me think. Uh, And I so much appreciate that. He's a great guy. He's super knowledgeable and passionate about what he believes in. I'm going to put a ton of the links in the show notes for you guys to check out uh, his website and some of the free products that he was mentioning towards the end. There are also a few minor audio glitches and disruptions in this episode, so please forgive me for that. I did the best I can to eliminate those. Uh, But without further ado, here is my conversation with Dr. Tom O'Brien. 
All right, we're live. Dr. Tom, welcome back to the podcast, man. Thanks for doing this. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. You know, it's it's efforts like this that uh, people like you put out that helps to get the message out to to the entire world. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, man. So so last time I had you on the podcast, you were uh, phoning in from, I believe, your balcony in northern Italy, I think it was. Um, do you mind sharing your current location for this one? Yes, we're in Costa Rica. Uh, <laughs> you dirty dog. You're man, always well, you somewhere know, that I want to be. <laughs> we, um, uh, our home base is in northern Italy, not far from the epicenter of where this virus broke out. Oh, and, wow. But we, we happened to be out of the country at the time that the virus broke out. And I was on stage in Denver. My wife was in Dublin. And as we heard the mess that was coming uh, down, you know, we said it's time to get out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. and so we both hopped on planes and met in Costa Rica and we're back where we came for our honeymoon and just enjoying a second honeymoon. That's awesome. So d you guys are just at like some villas down there or a resort or something. And you've been there since the pandemic started about two and a half, three months ago. Yeah, that's correct. We're, we're going on uh, 11 weeks now that we've been here. Wow. And uh, maybe maybe 12. And uh, there's a remarkable little hideaway place that uh, it's, it's good for your people to know. You know, if they are thinking about a Costa Rica vacation, it's called Roma del Mar, Roma del Mar. And it's in the blue zone of Costa Rica. And for those that don't know, the book came out, I think it was about nine years ago, called The Blue Zones. Mm -hmm. And researchers were looking at. Uh, there, there are populations around the world that live into their 80s, 90s, over 100, mm -hmm. fully functional on no medications yeah, and f fully functional contributing members to society. And uh, we've heard of these places like Costa Rica or Sardinia, uh, Okinawa. Yep. Uh, uh, and uh, researchers found a blue zone. Uh, they they called them blue zones. And. You know, I used to wonder, oh, blue zones, that must mean uh, 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 the sky. Uh, so they've mm -hmm. got clean air. Mm -hmm. No, no. Oh, it's the water, good blue water, pure water. No, no. <laughs> On a map of the world, they used a blue highlighter. And so they called them blue zones. <laughs> that's uh, where that know, name I, came from, huh? That's right. That's right. You know, and I enjoy little little tidbits like that but yeah they found a blue zone just outside of los angeles in loma linda yep, yep. what what and that you know turns out that's the uh home Se of the seventh day adventist yep yep and and they found that there were nine characteristics common to all these cultures uh, and uh, uh so we are in the blue zone of costa rica where it's jungles you know it's uh there's nothing here uh, there's about 22 homes and really nicely built homes that are very solid and uh, with infinity swimming pools and looking out on the water, and, uh, just spectacular daydream views with lots of butterflies and, and very reasonably priced. And it's called Roma del Mar. And, and, but it's, you know, it's about a two hour drive to a, a sizable town uh, from here. So you're out here, there's no coffee shops nearby. There's one restaurant, which, serves good food and uh on on the premises here and uh so you're really isolated in lovely homes and lovely environments with daydreaming views and 
butterflies everywhere. And uh, so for someone who's thinking about Costa Rica, my wife's sitting here laughing now. <laughs> you know, but for someone who's thinking about a place in Costa Rica, if you don't want the um, nightlife and uh, uh, there's no surfing around here, those beaches are a couple hours away. Mm. But there's nice beaches here. But it's really a relaxation and, and uh, environment. It's just perfect for us to do our work. That sounds amazing. So I'm adding yeah. adding that to the list, the never-ending list. And real quick on yes, the, on the topic of uh, of blue zones, because that's fascinated me um, as well, especially Okinawa. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the concept of ikigai um, that they attribute. <laughs> part of their longevity too and the the japanese word ikigai doesn't have any equivalent in the english uh language but roughly translates to a reason for being or a reason for living or a reason for waking up in the morning um yeah it's it's so fascinating and um yeah so i've done some research and you mentioned the the nine traits do you remember what those are or a few of them can you share what those nine traits of the blue zone are ah Certainly. Um, uh, the first one that um, I remembered is actually number two on the list, but it's Hari Hachibu. And ha, that's a Japanese term, and it means eat 20% less. Mm. And so, um, and how do you implement something like that? You implement it by um, uh, getting smaller plates. Yes. You know, and so th there's there's two things to do. One, get smaller plates. And two, when you're ready for seconds, just wait 20 minutes. Just sit there and have a conversation with, you know, the person you're uh, having a meal with and just wait 20 minutes and and see. And if you're still hungry for more, then, of course, you know, go ahead and give yourself the second serving. But you know, it's been one of those things that bothered me for a long time. How come the message that I'm full doesn't get to your your brain mm -hmm. uh, when when the stomach is full? It's about a 20 minute delay where where the messaging, the hormones that are produced get up to the brain and they shut down the the hunger uh, mm -hmm. desire. Why 20 minutes? And as I thought about that, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's it's what I came up with, uh, uh, is that our ancestors, you know, our bodies are the exactly the same as our ancestors thousands of years ago, completely the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, one of the uh, features of our ancestors' life was that they didn't have three meals a day. You know, that, that just wasn't in the in the cards they got meals when they were able to find food mm -hmm. and how often were they able to find find food you know it depends it depends and so um, our our ancient ancestors were nomads you know they followed herds and if they could score and harvest an animal then they had a big meal and a feast so maybe that's why it takes 20 minutes to uh, uh feel full is that we don't get three square meals a day, so you better eat a little extra. Mm. You know, not, and I, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, it makes that sense. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, you know, and anyway, Hari Hachibu, eat 20% mm. less. Mm. Number one on the list is move naturally. That all these people walk, you know, these elders, they walk. And the researchers tell how these 54-year-old guys were unable to keep up with the 88-year-old man walking up the mountain chasing his sheep. You know, <laughs> they, they, they couldn't keep up with the 88-year-old these people have just moved their entire life they're you know the 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 concept is true if you don't move it you lose it yeah right so we all should be moving every day not sitting number three is a plant slant that they focus a lot on vegetables mm. uh, at least half of their plate is always vegetables and we now know we've we've modified that recommendation a little bit to and call it the rainbow diet that um, we should be eating the bright colors of the rainbow um, in every meal, every day. And the deeper the colors, the more polyphenols are in the fruits or vegetables. And polyphenols, polyphenols um, uh, inhibit this current virus that we're being exposed to from binding onto receptors and getting inside ourselves. Hmm. So the more polyphenols you get in your diet every day, the stronger your body's response to exposure to a virus. So that's a current reason why the plant slant of a rainbow, uh, rainbow diet is so important. Number four was grapes of life. You know, have a little red wine every day. Mm. Uh, uh, number five, having a purpose really having something that gets you up in the morning. You know, the 90-year-old woman who lives next door to the orphanage, yep. and every day she, she goes and takes care of these little infants, you know, and sits with them or feeds them or whatever, but she's got a purpose. That's the ikigai. That, yeah, that's right. That's right. We all have to have a purpose in life. Number mm -hmm. six is downshift, meaning have a little quiet time, mm -hmm. uh, whether you call it prayer mm -hmm. or meditation or mindful walking, it doesn't matter, but slow the mind down for a few minutes every day. Uh, number seven is belong, uh, having, uh, uh, being part of a family or a tribe, or you know, in Hawaii they call it a uh, uh, ohana, mm -hmm. um, you know, the family that, that you're a, a member of. Mm -hmm. uh, number eight, loved one first, that you've got a primary in your life, that uh, um, uh, full connection with and full full interaction with, and number nine, the right tribe. Uh, that's like um, the old guys sitting in the coffee shop watching all the pretty girls walk by, you know, <laughs> grunting and right, or 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 the old women who are sitting around a knitting circle and talking about their grandchildren or about life, but this tribe that you belong to, that you're a part of, uh, uh, it makes a difference. It makes a big difference in life mm -hmm. uh, to have, have those nine features. And what I tell my patients is this is where the pedal hits the metal. Uh, there are no studies that have shown of the thousands of studies on vitamin C and vitamin E, and vitamin D and all these Nutrients, they're really important and have benefits. There's no studies like the blue zone that just, here's, here's the results consistently, yeah. time and time again. You want to have a, a vital, long, 
engaging life. These are the nine features that mm -hmm. these people do mm -hmm. without, without exception. And there's no arguing with this. If you don't like it, okay, you know, but don't expect to have a blue zone uh, body function as you get into your 70s and 80s and 90s mm -hmm. if, if you're not open to working with these concepts. Yeah, yeah. It seems like, I mean, if you boil those nine down to just three, it's have healthy, strong, meaningful relationships, eat real food, and move your body. Well, I think you could say that. I, I don't think you'd miss anything by those three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Real quick, when you said grapes of life and eating grapes and drinking wine and whatnot, that intrigued me. Do you think uh, that that has anything to do with resveratrol? Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why. And okay. The, uh, the most potent um, uh, red wine uh, that's been identified comes from Sardinia, mm. uh, which is one of the blue zones. Uh, so interesting. Yeah. Uh, do you supplement uh, resveratrol? I do not. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, kind of. I've, I've heard so many mixed things, and there's so many people like Dr. David Sinclair, who's who's a pretty strong advocate of it. You know, supplements it big time. But then I follow other people. You know, like Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who doesn't. So there's just kind of mixed things. So I take it every once in a while, just to kind of you know get my little dose here and there. But it's, it's yeah, a fascinating. I don't, think, I don't think you'd ever. I don't think you'd ever go wrong with that kind of an approach. Uh, Dr. Sinclair is one of those who has done a lot of research mm -hmm. on resveratrol and seen the value of it. Uh, you know, if you talk to someone that's done a lot of research on noni juice, they're someone that takes noni every day. And there are many, many studies on the value of noni and noni juice. But, you know, the commercial stuff that's usually available has got so much sugar and water mm -hmm. added to it. It's, but luckily, where we are now, we sometimes have access to pure noni juice, 100% pure. And this stuff is not meant for the lighthearted, you know, <laughs> because, because there's no sugar in it. But yeah. you just, you're, you're able to tell, you know, oh, this just feels right. This is good. I like this. Interesting. I'll have to look into that. I've, I've never even heard of that. That's interesting. I'd like to uh, shift back to kind of where we first started with... Um, with the whole pandemic and the it causing you to relocate and all that. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts surrounding the current situation that we find ourselves in through your doctoral and health and wellness lens. And I know that you're well connected and I'm sure that you've heard a lot of things from a lot of smart people, but how, how are you currently viewing the pandemic and kind of wrapping your head around all of what's happening and especially considering the information that we do have and then what we do not have? Well, that's a very powerful question. And, you know, the, the uh, uh, difficulty in answering that question is the deeper that you go into discussing in this, mm -hmm. the more people you lose yeah. who are, are going to listen because there's no way that a Ph.D. professor talking about vitamin C at the Ph.D. level is going to keep the attention of a first-year undergraduate student. Mm. You know, he'll just blow him away uh, because he talks about basic concepts to him of science that the 101 student could never understand, you know, that you have to tear up your information and our entire education system is set up that way. So there's 101 
classes mm-hmm. in math, and then 201, sophomore classes, then 301, junior classes, and 401, senior classes. And then you graduate with undergraduate degree. And then you go for your master's. And then maybe you go for your PhD. And now you're an expert, and you've really got the big picture of all of this. Mm-hmm. So in trying to answer this question, because there are so many moving pieces in what's happening right now, people can get lost in their minds and get stuck on, like David Sinclair talks a lot about resveratrol because Mm -hmm. he studies that. And so he takes it every day. And I think it would be a good thing for people to take every day, but it's not at the top of my priority list, but I recognize the value of it. For me, it would be a second tier or a third tier supplement because I take enough supplements that I consider important in my life. Mm -hmm. So what level of conversation do you have about this current virus? So I'll just give you some basic information that you you can like and and do know, please know that um, I recognize um, I've been one of those that's known for a long time that uh ah, that's got to be a bunch of nonsense what kind of crap is that mm-hmm. yeah that, that's uh, uh conspiracy theories and i and yeah. you know you write you you conveniently write off stuff call, calling it conspiracy theories um when it's really not uh but if you don't understand it because you don't have the background information the 101 the 201 the 301 the 401 the master's level when you hear somebody talking about the PhD level of what's going on right now, you just blow it off and call them a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. because, you know, cause it's convenient to do that. So I'm taking this long introduction because I think it's important for people to recognize that humans do that and that it takes a really big person to have room in their consciousness or their awareness to just listen and not come to a conclusion to believe or not believe, to just listen. Especially when you're listening to really intelligent people that are not, they, they don't have a hidden agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, so one of the things that I would recommend is for everyone that's listening today, go, Google Robert F. Kennedy Jr. The Robert F. Kennedy Jr. The guy's devoted his whole life to trying to protect children. And uh, he talks a lot about vaccines and he talks about the benefits of vaccines and how they save millions of lives and the profit, the profiteering of some of the actions that these pharmaceutical companies take that have no basis in science. I'll give you one example. There is not one study, and I've looked, there is not one study that proves the superiority or the benefit of giving infants three vaccines all at once. There's not one study that shows a benefit. And there are many studies that show the possible detriment of blasting that little baby's immune system with so much irritant and the the immune system is not developed properly so that it's possible to have a reaction. And some of the reactions are really bad. I mean, billions of dollars have been paid out by the federal government because kids die from these vaccines sometimes. Now, some people who are listening are going to throw that out as conspiracy theory because you just can't hear 
the science, you know, because you, you've not done 101 and 201 and 301 and 401. And if you find that you're immediately throwing out this information as what other nonsense is that? They'd never do that to us. Really? Really? You know, you just have to follow the money because it's more expensive for pharmaceutical companies to produce individual vaccines as opposed to clumping together. And why would we ever give new, newborns? In some places, they won't let you out of the hospital until they give your baby a hepatitis B vaccine. The only way you get hepatitis B is by sex or dirty needles. Why in the hell would we ever give newborn infants a hepatitis B vaccine that's got a lot of toxins in it? So, you know, this whole topic of vaccines is one that requires some, you know, you spend one hour a week just looking into vaccines at one hour a week, and you're going to find so much information. You try to do it all at once, it's overwhelming, mm -hmm. and you can't hold, hold it all. But if you do one hour a week, just one hour a week, in a couple of months, you, you're thinking, you say, wow, I've got a bigger picture now of what vitamin C really is. You know, in my example of a PhD talking about vitamin C, wow, I'm, I'm kind of understanding some of what they're saying. And you keep spending an hour a week at this and you learn. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a great resource that's hard to challenge because of his integrity, his lifelong commitment to this, the lineage of where he comes from and how he was raised to have passion and to save lives and be a person serving humanity. Really, really good man. Um, so with that background, what I've now seen is that this whole dynamic is utter nonsense that we've been going through. Uh, the the uh, quarantines, the, the um, uh, social distancing, and they consciously there's some evidence that consciously they came up with the name social distancing because you never social distance. Physical distancing, maybe. Maybe there's some benefit to physical distancing, but not social distancing. When you're stuck in your home, especially with today's technology, we should be reaching out to our cousins that we haven't talked to in a few years mm -hmm. or your, your friends that you usually see once a week or once every two weeks. Have a, have a regularly scheduled Skype call or Zoom call with them or FaceTime call. It's free. You know, the technology allows us to do this. But you never want to social distance. Absolutely never. Because it increases isolation, mental isolation, uh, mental upset. Suicide rates are going up. Spousal abuse is going up. Child abuse is going up because people are locked down, sitting around without anything to do. And they're not accustomed to that. You know, they're not people who've been meditating regularly and can chant OM all day long and do yoga, right? So um, this is a first takeaway concept I hope people understand is never, ever social distance. Physical distance, especially for those that carry other health concerns, they're called comorbidities like diabetes or high blood pressure or heart disease. Uh, or people over 70, uh, it's a good idea because they are the groups that are most vulnerable to the flu. Now, I said the flu purposely because the number of people that have died from 
this current viral epidemic is less. Uh, this is worldwide. The number of people that have died worldwide right now is less than the number of people that died in the 2018-2019 flu mm-hmm. worldwide. We but sorry to interrupt you, but the flu has never overwhelmed a city. I mean, you you had a spot in Italy and you saw what was happening in Italy. New York was hit hard. There's doctors who were committing suicide. There was text messages from doctors showing that, you know, that it was just absolute chaos. So that's one of the struggles I have is there's just so much there's there's so many anomalies like we have Italy and we have New York City, but then we have other places like this manufacturing plant in Michigan or wherever where no one everyone was asymptomatic and 300 people had it and so I it's hard because it's a really good question that's a really good question and let me respond to that Mm -hmm. Lombardy in Italy where the epicenter of this was is the most toxic air in all of Europe Mm -hmm. just look it up yeah these people these people have been breathing in particulate matter into their lungs for years and they've got lungs. Many of them have lungs like they're a pack-a-day smoker, and they've never smoked. Hmm. That their lungs are very, very vulnerable to having an aggressive reaction because they're so toxic and full of crud. Crud is called endotoxin, but it's just crud. And what these people get is exactly what elders get who get the flu, and they die from the flu. They get that cytokine storm. And that cytokine storm is activated by a number of features, but one of them is the amount of endotoxin in the lungs. Mm -hmm. Another one is the amount of vitamin D in their bloodstream. Yeah. That every single person who died uh, with the flu that they checked, I think it was a study of about uh, 5,000, I'm not sure of the number, but every single person that died was deficient in their blood levels of vitamin D. Th- that, those, those are COVID deaths you're referring to? You that's said COVID, correct. Just to clarify, okay. That's correct. And those that had to be put on respirator and survive, which is a very small amount, uh, uh, in one study in the Journal of the American Medical Association from 5,700 people in New York hospitals put on respirators, 88.1% of them died. Hmm. Nine out of 10 people died in the hospitals in New York when they were put on a respirator. Why would we ever use a respirator? If nine out of 10 die, if they've got no other options, okay. But every single person that died was, was deficient in vitamin D. Those that survived on respirators were insufficient in vitamin D, meaning they weren't quite as bad as being deficient. And we know vitamin D is an incredible protector and a modulator. That's a geek word that means has its hands on the steering wheel. And vitamin D is steering your immune system response to any toxins that you're exposed to. So there's lots of points like that, you know, that have to be brought up. It's not a single thing. Mm-hmm. But my, my point is the number of deaths that have occurred because of this current virus is not out of the norm of what's happened in the last 10 years. There's a, a kind of a roller coaster curve. Some of the flu viruses, they kill a lot of people. Some of them, not so many. Some kill a lot and some, not so many. This one is a little bit worse than most. But still, it hasn't killed as many people as the 2018-2019 flu. Mm -hmm. Do you think that if we didn't implement social distancing, which I agree is probably a 
a better name for it probably would have been physical distancing. But do you think that if we didn't kind of shut down the country and implement the social distancing, that this would have, you know, these deaths and these numbers would have increased past uh, and, and surmounted that of the flu? I do. I do. Yeah. And I, I think I think that's a very good point. But that's it only exclusively with the people that have other conditions, comorbid conditions, mm-hmm. diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, being over 75. Uh, those people need to have some physical distancing during this time and to really work their immune system yeah. you know, to make sure that they've got vibrant, strong immune systems. And, you know, for example, I'll give you one of the nutritional bullet points that everyone should know. The only substance that I'm aware of inside your body that stops these this virus from shedding so these viruses don't reproduce you know it's not like they have sex they bound up have sex and have little baby viruses Mm -hmm. they shed it's like you know when when you lose hair you shed your hair well these viruses shed and then the shed pieces go into the human dna and take over so the only thing that stops the virus from shedding inside your cells that I know of is zinc. There are many studies on this. But so what does that mean? It means you have to have enough zinc inside your cells. Now, having zinc in the bloodstream, first, having enough zinc is important. And you measure that. You have enough zinc in your bloodstream. Okay. But that's like, okay, there's plenty of zinc on the highway. Because your bloodstream is just a highway. That's all it is, is a highway. And there's, uh, so you've got plenty of zinc on the highway. It's like, you know, you're going to build a house on a piece of raw land and you got a whole bunch of semis that come up the driveway and they're loaded with drywall and brick and pipes for electricity and water and all that. And they're sitting on the trucks at the, at the building site, but they're on the trucks. You can have all the zinc in your bloodstream you want, but it's not going to affect the shedding of the virus unless the zinc is inside your cells. The geek term is intracellular. Mm-hmm. It has to be intracellular to stop this virus from shedding. Well, how do you get zinc inside your cells? There is a piggyback compound or a category. They're called ion- ionophores, I-O-N-O-P-H-O-R-E. It's a great Scrabble word, ionophore. And all <laughs> All it means is escorts zinc inside the cell. It's an escort. So you, and that's why in early March, the government fast-tracked the drug hydroxychloroquine. Mm-hmm. Hydroxychloroquine is a drug that's been used for over 70 years to fight malaria. And, and how does it fight malaria? Hydroxychloroquine is a zinc ionophore. It gets zinc inside the cells, so the malaria can't shed inside your cells. That's one of the mechanisms by which hydroxychloroquine works. So, now, where did hydroxychloroquine come from? from? It came from quinine. Um, uh, Chloroquine comes from quinine. And for hundreds of years in India, they've used quinine, which comes from the bark of the fever tree, to uh, uh, prevent malaria and to treat malaria. Why? Because quinine is an ionophore. But there's no profit for pharmaceutical companies in using quinine 
because it's cheap and inexpensive. So they compounded a product a long time ago, uh, 70 years ago, to uh, produce in mass so that more people could take it and all of that. And but it's it's mechanism of action is the same as getting the quinine from the fever tree. So when Britain took uh, was was occupying India in the 1800s, the late 1800s, the British soldiers were given quinine to prevent malaria, hmm. prevent getting malaria. And that stuff is really bitter. It tastes really nasty. So they added a little sugar water and a little fruit to the quinine, which is where the song came from. Just a little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down. <laughs> That's where it came from. And that was the origination of tonic water. Well, the Brits also got permission to add a spoonful of gin to their tonic water quinine mix. And thus was born the gin and tonic. Now, so when I learned all of this, my wife and I started taking a little tonic water every day. Hmm. It's not going to prevent you from getting sick with this virus. There is no evidence of that. But there is evidence it's a zinc ionophore. So at worst, it's going to help a little bit, maybe a little bit. You know, it's like just every my philosophy is base hits win the ball game. All the little things you do are going to give you the, the win at the end of the game, meaning you don't get sick. So if someone chooses to do a little tonic water, which I think is a good idea, you just have to read the label because there are chemical copies. It's all a bunch of chemical crud in there and a lot of sugar. You don't want that. So just read the label on tonic water. Make sure there's quinine in it. The one that we use is called Fever Tree. That's the company, just like the tree in India that where all this came from. That's the name of the company. And they have one called India Light, L-I-G-H-T, which has much less sugar in it. So that's the one that we use. We, we do a, um, a, a glass of uh, tonic water on ice, and I dilute it 50-50 with regular water, and I squeeze the juice of a lime in there. <laughs> and it's a, it's a refreshing drink that helps to alkalinize your system gives you a little quinine, which is a zinc ionophore, which is going to escort zinc inside the cell, which no question prevents the virus from shedding. Now you see, that's PhD level stuff, mm -hmm. right? But it, it's it, every aspect of how we live our lives, the more we learn, as long as we don't get overwhelmed, that's why in my book, my most recent book's called You Can Fix Your Brain. Mm -hmm. Just one hour a week to the best memory, productivity, and sleep you've ever had. And that subtitle is not a cutesy subtitle. It's the only way to be successful in, in uh, uh, changing lifestyle habits is every Tuesday night after dinner, every Sunday morning after services, whenever it is, but every week you allocate one hour to read a little more and implement one little thing in changing the current lifestyle that's produced the result that you've got right now. Just one hour a week. Mm. You know, for example, when you learn that plastic storage containers leach phthalates, those are the chemicals used to mold plastic, mm -hmm. that plastic storage containers leach phthalates into the food, 
when you put leftover chicken in the plastic storage container the next day, the chicken's got phthalates in it. Yeah. And phthalates affect your brain. Uh, now, there's no evidence that the amount of phthalates that leach out of a plastic storage container are harmful to humans, and that's how they get away with this crap, using these chemicals. But these things are all accumulative in the body. Give me 20 years or 30 years of putting plastic lids on coffee cups and the, the heat from the hot coffee condenses on the underside of the lid and drips down into the back into the coffee with mm -hmm. phthalates in it. And then you put the coffee cup up to your lip and the hot liquid hits the underside of the lid and tapers down into the opening. You're drinking your hot coffee with phthalates in it. Yeah. And give me 20, 30, 40 years of that minute amount accumulating in your body. Now you've got what we call cognitive decline, the early steps in the development of Alzheimer's, right? Yeah. So it's one hour a week to learn a little more of how to protect your immune system, how to, how to strengthen your body, how to avoid toxic environments, all of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. And, and after our first episode, I, I myself ordered a bunch of glass Tupperware off of Amazon, and I had a lot of people in uh, my family and friends who heard the right. episode do the same. So that was effective information. I appreciate that. What are, what are some other just practical, easy ways, besides just like the obvious, like exercising and eating clean, real food, but what are some easy ways for people to, and effective ways for people to really optimize their immune system right now during this COVID season? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the first thing is the rainbow diet. Mm -hmm. uh, every meal should have at least three or four colors of the rainbow. Every meal. Well, I can't do that at breakfast because I eat bacon and eggs. Well, change your breakfast. <laughs> saute some vegetables, you know, a little olive oil and a little garlic. Just cut them up and saute them and put your fried egg on top of the vegetables. Mm -hmm. Right? And then have your bacon if you want. But... Uh, every meal and you know you, you just keep working in that direction and uh, uh, that's the first thing is the rainbow diet the second thing a half ounce of water per pound body weight half ounce of water per half pound ounce of body water. weight okay. yeah critically critically important that your highway is able to flush the crud out of your system it's the accumulative buildup of all this crud uh, in our air uh, in our food uh, um, that accumulates in our body that's making us so much more inflammatory. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's the inflammatory state of our bodies that is a prerequisite for the cytokine storm. Now, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. I've, never, I've never seen a study that measured how toxic people were who um, suffered from a cytokine storm and those that don't. I've never seen a study on that, but that's just common sense if you understand the physiology of what happens when you're all toxic. So half ounce of water per pound body weight. So oh that's another way of saying that is drink half of your body weight in ounces of water. So I'm 180 pounds. I drink 90 ounces of water. Correct. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. And people say, my God, I'll be peeing all day. Good. Well, that's that's <laughs> what we want. Yeah. That's exactly Flushing. what we want. That's right. That's right. You want to be flushing out. And the worse your urine smells in general, the better mm. uh, in general. In general, there's some exceptions to that. But, oh, my God, my urine smelling. Good, good. Get that crud out of you. Yeah, yeah. You know? And the same for your bowel movements. You know, uh, 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 you're not supposed to um, 
smell up the bathroom with your bowel movements. Yeah. Uh, bowel movements are not supposed to smell at all unless they sit and ferment for a while. But most people do. You know, they've got they've got fermentation going on in their gut. So their bowel movements, the waste that's coming out smells usually pretty bad. Mm. Uh, so right now, if you're in a detox, a flushing mode, not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, oh, my God, my bowel movements smell so bad. Okay, good. Now, are you eating any crap? No. No, you feel good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. You're flushing. Get yeah. that stuff out of you. Mm. Get that stuff out of you. And then in terms of supplements, there's three. We call them the triad. And it's on my website, the dr.com forward slash triad, I think. Is it triad? Yeah, it's triad, T-R-I-A-D. And that's vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D. Mm. Those three are essential to a well-functioning immune system. They're essential. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, we did uh, – I'm doing coffees with Dr. Tom. Uh, they're on our YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is thedr.com. And you can see all I've done about 15 of these coffees now. And uh, uh, every day I talk about a different topic. Now I'm doing them once a week, uh, but they're all there. Awesome. And one day was to D or not to D. And mm. so I and then, and then I just show you all the studies of what's happening for people with COVID. Yeah. When they take, when they take vitamin D and those that are low in vitamin D, and you see this, you say, oh my God, oh mm -hmm. my God. Yeah. And I think. If there's one test that everyone needs to do, it's a blood test for vitamin D. Every year in the spring, we should be doing a blood test for vitamin D because that's the time of year when we tend to be the lowest in vitamin D. And there's a easy finger prick test that you can do that's very accurate. And have your doctor or your healthcare practitioner do it for you. Or you go to my website, thedoctor.com forward slash vitamin D test. And... You order the finger prick test, and it comes. You poke your finger, put a drop of blood on the card, let it dry, close it, put it in the envelope, mail it back. You've got your results in five days, seven days, something like that. Mm. But, but we should all know what our vitamin D level is. The rule of thumb that I use is test, don't guess. Mm -hmm. Always mm -hmm. test, don't guess. Yeah. yeah. And, the last, and the last thing that I think is the basics, the very basics, is you have to rebuild your microbiome. That's the, the environment of your gut. 70% of your entire immune system is in your gut. 70%, 7-0, And the immune system in the gut modulates, that's that geek word means has its hands on the steering wheel, the immune system throughout your body. So when you've got an abnormal in, uh, microbiome when you got too many of the wrong guys and not enough of the good guys there you got a problem yeah and it's going to manifest as some type of immune uh, imbalance most commonly autoimmune diseases every autoimmune patient every diabetic every psoriasis every ms every rheumatoid every alopecia every lupus patient needs to rebuild their microbiome as one of the components to get their body back to health again and to calm down this inflammatory cascade they're in. Mm. Every single one of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so much good stuff there. And, and 
did you listen to Dr. Rhonda Patrick's recent interview on Joe Rogan's experience, or did you read her paper? She put out a ton of interesting stuff about vitamin D that kind of uh, parallels with what you're saying, and it's it's super compelling. But did you take a look at any of that stuff or hear about any of that stuff? No, no, I haven't. It is. She goes super deep into it, but I, I highly recommend uh, checking that out. She really just goes deep into the vitamin D um, research as far as with with the the COVID nineteen virus and all that. So just side note there. But um, so reverting back real quick to the pandemic, do you? Is the way out of this herd immunity? Do you think that the wise thing to do now is to kind of, yeah, protect the elderly and the people that are immunocompromised and whatnot, but just kind of open the world back up and let the let the healthy, younger people get out there and kind of start developing this herd immunity? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it's already developing. If you look at the people that are doing the antibody mm-hmm. testing, what percentage of the population has antibodies now to this, it's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Depending on the study you read, 50%, 70%, 40%, depending on the study and what tests they're doing. The Now, that's another topic, is about the testing for immunity. And unfortunately, we'd like to believe there's one test. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's not the case. You know, the technology that was available 20 years ago is still being used by a lot of labs. And so you'll see studies that come out and say, oh, it's not accurate. You can't count on it. Everybody needs the vaccine because the tests don't accurately reflect if you have immunity or not. Well, they're they're looking at the technology from 20 years ago. And unfortunately, labs that set up 20 years ago, they're still in business and they're using the same test. And it's helpful, but technology changes. You know, I call it the 30-30. 30 years ago, no, actually, it's longer than that. Now, I'll say 40. Uh, 40 years ago, it took a room, 30 by 30 or 40 by 40, floor-to-ceiling computers at MIT to generate the computing power of your iPhone. Mm -hmm. And what we hold in our hand now, 40 years ago, took a full room of computers to do this. And we, we couldn't have imagined 40 years ago that we would be able to turn on our phone and within five seconds, if I open up the app for air that I have, Air Matters, I think it is, I can tell you the particulate matter right now in the air in Spiaggio, Italy, or in New Delhi, or in Minneapolis, or anywhere in the world I want. Within five minutes, we've got access to all of this information that we could never have imagined possible. That technology has improved. The same is true with laboratory testing. The technology has improved. And there's a new technology that came out about four years ago now, maybe five, called silicone chip technology. And it uses similar concepts as an iPhone does in terms of storing data. And in a single blood draw now, you can look at, and they don't do it, but they could, 6,000 different antigens in one blood draw. Antigens are things that trigger an immune response. 6,000. And of course, if you're at the 101 level, um, uh, even doctors at the 101 level using laboratories that are using technology from 20 years ago and they've never heard of this, they say, oh, that's ridiculous. That's just utter nonsense. Because they've not taken the 201, the 301, the 401, the master's and the PhD level courses to understand what current technology 
has produced for us. But Mayo Clinic writes about these tests, and they say that they are 97 to 99% accurate every single time. And so when you test for COVID, when you test for this, the laboratory you want to use is called Vibrant Wellness because they have that technology, hmm. and they're not looking at just one immunoglobulin. What do I mean by that? It's called IgA mm -hmm. or IgG or IgM, that we have different branches of the armed forces in our immune system. And most labs only look at one branch of the armed forces. Most labs look at IgG. But sometimes the Army is not called out and the Navy was called out. That's IgM. And sometimes the Navy's not called out and the Army's not called out, but the Marines are called out. That's IgA. Well, how come we aren't testing them all? Well, well, we just don't have the technology to do that. Yes, we do. You don't have the equipment to do it. You know, because the lab's equipment is from 10 years, 15, 20 years ago. So, hmm. and there are a number of papers on this. So the, the COVID test you want is from Vibrant Wellness. It looks at IgA, IgG, and IgM. And it doesn't look at just one part of the virus. Because there are many parts of the virus that may uh, be identified. So uh, most labs are looking at what's called a spike protein. That's good. It's important because a spike protein is what is part of the docking station on the virus to dock into your cells and get inside your cells. And so do you have antibodies to the docking station? That's really good. Uh, but that's only one component of the virus. That This lab looks at four different components of the virus, two different docking stations, and two other proteins. So you're looking at IgA, IgG, IgM to four different components of the virus with 97 to 99% accuracy every single time. Hmm. That's the test. you and, and your doctors don't know about those tests because it's one lab that's, that started this five years ago and they're trying to get in with um, the traditional medical system and it's all politics and it's a billion dollar industry. So most of your doctors haven't heard of this. So everyone that's listening, just go to Vibrant Wellness and read it and copy the information about the COVID test and email it to your doctor. Say, can you do this test for me? Mm. And if they say no, then don't fire your doctor, but find somebody else who can. Interesting. Okay, so so the the Johns Hopkins numbers that are being reported and whatnot, it's there's there's a ton of variability in there and it has to be we have to look at those much deeper because I live in Placer County in Northern California and right now I think we have like 12,000 people tested um, and only 200 confirmed so I mean less than point zero two percent so to you it's most likely occurring that the tests are not accurate I, I absolutely I would wager a thousand dollars wow that yeah, I would give me those same people. You know, if I had the money, if I were the lab, I'd do those same people with this test that's 97 to 99% sensitive and 98 to 100% specific. I would do this test and then let's talk turkey. Mm, that's so interesting. Okay. So another question about, about vaccinations and whatnot. I just, I want to get your, your insight on this. So th did you, va you have kids, right? I do. I have two adult children and two grandchildren. 
did you recommend that your grandchildren get vaccinated? I know you were against the multiple vaccinations at once, but did you want your your grandchildren to get vaccinated? Well, that's an ongoing discussion. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a PhD level discussion with someone that's at 102 mm-hmm. level courses, it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's always the parents responsibility to make rational choices to protect their family but parents need accurate information and not the gobbledygook that comes out from pediatricians who get bonus on how many vaccines they deliver mm-hmm. they get every pediatrician gets bonus for doing vaccines think about an industry that whose lobbyists are so powerful they get the legislation passed that nobody can ever sue them if their products kill people or damage people. You can't fall back and say, and and do like an Aaron Brockovich and find out that they hid this, or like in the tobacco industry, they hid the studies that said that um, uh, tobacco causes lung cancer. They hid them for years. Well, in the pharmaceutical industry, it's so much worse than that in terms of what they've done. They actually got the legislation passed. They're not responsible for any side effects for any product they produce. And for people at the 101 level that don't know anything about this, you have to be saying, oh, that's utter nonsense. This guy's a conspiracy theorist. Because it's hard to believe that anyone would ever allow that to happen. How could our elected officials be so, um, uh, I'm not quite sure what word to use, uh, allowing any industry to produce a product that we now have hundreds of thousands of people that have had severe reactions to, and they're not responsible for any of it. Hmm. And, and even on top of that, let's make it so that the government sets up a fund to pay people who are damaged by it. And the government's put out billions of dollars now over the last, I'm, I don't know if it's 10 years or 15 years, billions of dollars to pay claims of people. You know, you lose your daughter. Your daughter dies four days after getting vaccination. And this is not fanatical or uncommon. Your daughter dies. She's seven years old. Or your 13-year-old daughter gets the Gardasil vaccine for HIV. And within a week, she's in a wheelchair and she can't walk. And they can't figure out why. And years now go by and she's in a wheelchair. She loses her entire life. And then you file a claim with the government to help you take care of your daughter. And it takes years to go through all the crap that they set up for you. And then you get a couple hundred thousand dollars as if that's going to help a paralyzed person for the rest of her life to any degree. Hmm. And And the company that produces the product is not responsible for any of it. That's like, are you kidding me? But that's the status in our country today. We have to wake up that we've allowed all of this. And I know, I know I'm now at the stage where uh, he's a he's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm just a guy that reads the research and my jaw gets dropped again and again. So my request of everyone, especially the people who are writing me off as being a conspiracy theorist, Please allocate one hour a week, just one hour a week, because you know there's a huge movement of millions of people who are saying something similar to this, and the news doesn't put it out very much. But there are many, many, many people 
who are on this same journey to try and learn more. Mm-hmm. Please allocate one hour a week and go to a credible source. Go to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Just watch any of his videos, listen to him talk, and see if he seems like a nutcase to you. Mm-hmm. I think the hard part is is that there's so many smart people that have the PhD level education on both sides of it that give compelling data and give compelling reasoning and all these you know anecdotal stories and stuff like that. And that's you can depending on your slant and your bias, whatever direction you go, you can just go down the confirmation bias path. I mean, I guess that's probably the key to it. Is you're is go you're opposite. you're abs- you're absolutely right. However, there's something that trumps all of it. What trumps all of that, whether it's a Ph.D. from Stanford that's talking or not? Data. Was your daughter injured by a vaccine? Four days later, she's in a wheelchair. Who in the hell is going to argue with this? Mm -hmm. But if that is so rare, like I saw one statistic. No, it's not. No, it's not. I saw less than one in two million. And to me, the the benefit, the cost benefit analysis would be. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm vaccinating her against, you know, measles and all these different possible diseases the the one out of two million number if that's accurate um you know the 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 risk just isn't quite there and i mean it's hard to say that to the family whose daughter is in a wheelchair but i've 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 read that the numbers are so small that they're almost incalculable i think that that's a uh rational response if those numbers are true Mm. Unfortunately, I don't have the numbers on the tip of my tongue, but I would recommend you do an interview with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, and she will give you the studies and the date of publication and the numbers so that you get accurate information. I know that it's not true. It's one in two million. I know that's not true, but I can't tell you what the numbers are. They're not on the tip of my tongue. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely look at that. Last thing that um, I want to talk to you about, because I know we're running out of time uh, now, and this is kind of out of left field, but it's been something that's on my mind. Um, I have a lot of of male counterparts in my job, and my brother's a fireman, and he has some male counterparts as well that uh, are starting to swear by uh, TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. And I got uh, my blood work done last year, and I'm I have healthy levels of of pretty much everything, which I'm grateful for, but. I'm just curious your take on just male testosterone and people who are taking TRT or, you know, natural ways that they should be boosting it prior to that or what they should be testing. Can you just kind of give me your thoughts surrounding that whole arena? Yeah, there's been a movement in the last 20 years and some doctors who refer to themselves as holistic doctors just peddle hormones. And they peddle testosterone and they peddle estrogens for women, which make women more lush, luscious, make men more virile. Uh, but at what price? Uh, so the first thing is, if your testosterone level is low, you need testosterone. But many doctors don't even check. They'll just shotgun because guys always feel better, almost always, they yeah. feel better. You don't want to shotgun hormones because your the, the temporary um, uh, wood in your pants, if you will, I mean, guys are supposed to wake up with an erection. That's normal. That's when your testosterone is supposed to be the highest. Uh, uh, and, and it doesn't matter what age you are, that's mm-hmm. normal. 
And when you start waking up like that again, and you feel like you've got some, you know, you've got some vitality in your step, um, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's addictive. You know, you just don't want to lose that. But at what price, um, you have to ask. So if people are low in hormones, whether it's estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, take some hormones, but also ask the question, why am I low in hormones? Mm -hmm. Why is that happening to me? What is not functioning adequately that make me require some additional hormone? That's the whole world of functional medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you know of any natural ways to, I mean, other than the obvious, like I said, uh, like food and eating real food and exercise and whatnot, any other things that come to mind as far as uh, optimizing your testosterone levels? Oh, of course. Of course. There's a bunch of things. Uh, 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 adaptogenic herbs are the mm. safest that I know of, and they work really well. Okay. Um, their products, their products um, the, I think the top company in the world on adaptogenic herbs, uh, at least in the English language, is Sunhorse Energy, like the sun, Sunhorse Energy. Okay. And their products are highest quality, uh, uh, quite remarkable. The, their product, uh, Mojo 8.5, is for men, and Thrivagen is like thriving. Thrivagen is for women, and Ultimate Energy Ultimate energy is the base adaptogen that helps everybody. And then there are a couple added herbs for men. That's Mojo 8.5 and a couple of added herbs for women. That's Thrivagen. And uh, um, give yourself a two-month trial uh, with these adaptogens. And then just notice how you feel. And uh, what happens is that some people feel that stimulation right away. And they're just really depleted. And mm -hmm. so they feel great within two days. Uh, but most people uh, won't notice that much right away. But over the course of a couple of months of every day, just taking a little, what you notice in a couple of months is that you have more vitality. You have more regeneration of healthy tissue. There's more color to your skin. There's pep in your step. And it's not artificial. You're just encouraging your tissue to function at a higher level and mystification you have an entire new body every seven years every cell in your body regenerates some cells really quick like the lining of your guts every few days some cells very slow like bone cells but every cell regenerates what happens when you're on adaptogens is that you regenerate healthier cells more vital cells and the result is six months down the road you go to church on Sunday and you haven't seen somebody in a number of months say, wow, you look fabulous. What happened to you? And you can't tell because you've been looking in the mirror every morning, just brushing your hair or whatever. But uh, people can tell because your skin's different. You're more toned. There's more life, life in your eyes as a result of the adaptogen. So they, hmm. they, and I've done a number of studies on these adaptogens with women with hormonal imbalances and consistently they do really well. Hmm. Good to know. Good to know. I'll definitely look into that. Awesome. Dr. Tom, once again, this has been wonderful. I appreciate your insight uh, and everything. And I'll put links to your new book and your website and everything discussed uh, in the show notes of this episode. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And I, I, think, I think we had some uh, 
we were going to give you guys a gift. And uh, let me just talk about that for a moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, my wife and I traveled the world, seven different countries, and we interviewed the world leaders in immune system function, the godfathers um, who had written hundreds of papers and things like that. And then we interviewed the doctors who had read of this research and were applying these principles in their practice. And then we interviewed the patients of the doctors who were following the recommendations from the doctors, reversing their rheumatoid, hmm. reversing their chronic fatigue, reversing their MS. And we show it again and again and again, patient after patient after patient. And it's called betrayal. The autoimmune disease solution, they're not telling you. And when you watch this, it's captivating. You know, we've had over 600,000 people watch this. It's free. It's free. And when you watch it, you start to, like, we move you through the 101 to 201 to 301 to 401 to the world leader in immunology. I mean, Yehuda Schoenfeld from Tel Aviv University, 28 of the PhD students who received their PhDs in immunology under him, there are many more, but 28 chair departments of immunology in med schools and hospitals around the world. They're his students. This is the godfather. And when you hear him talk about vaccines and autoimmunity, you start to understand how to ask intelligent questions on these topics of what's happening to my body. Why is my immune system acting the way it is? So it's called betrayal. It's free. Just go to thedoctor.com forward slash betrayal, and it's right there for you. Beautiful, beautiful. I'll also link to that in the show notes as well. I'm excited to check that out, and I know uh, numerous people in my life that could most likely benefit from that uh, who are struggling with some autoimmunity issues. So awesome. Thanks again, Dr. Tom. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. A special thanks to King's Kaleidoscope for the instrumental used on the intro and outro of this podcast. Also, a big thanks to the good people at Capital Floats, which is Northern California's premier sensory deprivation and float tank facility. I am a frequent user there, and the experience is transformative to say the least. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an exclusive deal of 40% off the normal price for a single float. Just go to capitalfloats.com and use the promo code life enchanted with no spaces at checkout if you're in northern california you definitely want to take advantage of this please remember that i am not a doctor so definitely consult your physician before making any sudden diet supplement or lifestyle changes suggested in any of these episodes if you're interested in connecting with me you can send an email to nick n-i-c-k at mylifeenchanted.com or you can find me on instagram at mylifeenchanted peace